Welcome, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're listening, however you're listening, I'm just glad you're here. You're listening to Get Real with Coach E Podcast. Pull up that chair, sink back in that sofa, lay back in that recliner, grab that drink, grab that snack, throw that blanket on them toes, turn up that radio dial in your car, turn up that boombox in the gym. Let's get this thing rolling, let's enjoy this together. Welcome back and thanks for tuning in once again to Get Real with Coach E Podcast. I am incredibly excited for you to hear the story that we have today. I have my brother, my coaching friend, um, Tim Luce here is with me. He, uh, him and I met about five years ago uh, through coaching in the same organization. And we have become not only friends as far as coaching, but brothers. Um, and we'll get into that today, um, what we've done in our, in our, in our friendship and along, the, and along the way. But Tim, let's just get started with uh, just asking you, like, where where are you today as far as sports goes and coaching and 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 your life? Uh, well, yeah, no, thanks for having me on. Um, first, uh, where I'm at right now is uh, stuck with you and COVID, man, and the rest of these kids not being able to get out and play and uh, recognize potential and uh, learn and grow, um, just like us coaches need to do. Uh, we need to be out there on the field, getting the practice and sharpening our skills for these kids and. Um, you know, this year I was pretty bummed out. I, man, I had some some coaches that I've never had come out before that I was super pumped about that I kind of just had to harness off until the kids got older. Um, I didn't think that these coaches were particularly suited for uh, younger athletes, you know. Um, so I've been kind of squirreling these guys away and they, they kind of hold the same kind of energy that you and I do. I think that's one way that you and I clicked. Um, so quickly is uh, you can see our passions, you know, like if, if you're passionate about something or I'm passionate about something, it's very visible and obvious to those around us. And um, football, obviously, right. we are very passionate about and our kids, you know, um, out there, all 30, 40 of them that we have out there. We're very passionate about those kids and invested in their lives. And I think that's uh, kind of where you and I really click. Yeah. And um, going along with that are that energy. Uh, it's kind of funny because going back where we first met. Uh, I always told you you were like the hype man, and you're like, no, no, the true hype man is is your son Grayson or whatever, and you and we've you've called him hype the hype man ever since. But in all honesty, where where does that that hype um, where does that come from for you, and 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 being able to motivate these kids while while you're coaching, and and why is it so real um, to you? Um, for me, like it's uh, it's the, the, like we said, the passion, right, and the uh, the brotherhood really motivates me, um, and that's that's really what I bring. I feel I bring to the football field or to any field or um, to actually most areas to where I interact in my life is is the energy and the things that I'm passionate about. Um, and I'm I'm my goal is to try and the, get the kids to jump on board with that. So like um, I, t I tell all the kids, uh, parents, when I, I do a. Uh, an evaluation about midseason and I talk to the parents and and we, we talk about where their kids at and stuff like that. And I I always explain the brotherhood thing to them, um, because for me, it's not about wins and losses. It's not about the X's and O's. Um, it's not about the fundamentals and all that stuff, although all those things are important and they play an equal part of making the game fun and, and making the sport something that we all have grown to love. But um, for me, it's, it's that brotherhood. Um, if I can put these 30 kids together. So th these are all kids that more or less grow up within the same community. Um, they have plans to go to the same schools, uh, junior highs, high schools, elementary schools. Um, so these kids are going to either grow up with each other or they're going to see each other for the better part of their their young lives. 
um, and, and possibly into the future. So uh, my goal as a coach um, and as a member of this community is to build a bond so strong within these kids that wins and losses don't matter. So where they go into high school, 30 kids strong, that what it said on the scoreboard won't matter. I, I would dare anybody to tell one of those 30 kids that they're a loser um, with 29 brothers standing strongly behind their, you know, uh, at their side. And um, to be able to go through life knowing that you have 29 or 30 people that you can count on as a brother, like, you know, as I know I can count on you right. if I need something, if I was moving, if I... Uh, you know, if I was going to war, I'd know that Enrique would be one of the people that I called and he would be there with his armor on and he'd be ready to back me and be at my Ooh. side. And and I want to extend that same to you. And I want the kids to be able to see that, that we are capable of doing that, right? That we're capable of loving one another and treating each other as brothers and and shedding a tear if you need to shed a tear and rejoice in each other's happinesses and, and try to build each other up because that's all we've got, right? We're all here together. And I hope that these kids can see that and emulate that and become winners. I mean, you got 30 brothers next to you, bro. Right, like right. that confidence level is going to go through the roof. And Absolutely. that's what any kid needs to succeed is confidence. That's awesome. Uh, so with that, so so now we've covered your coaching and where you're at now and also just how how in depth the brotherhood is for you. So let's what, what we want to do on this podcast is tell the story of how you got there. So where what was it in your journey or actually let's just go let's just go with your journey of how you got to where you are with coaching and 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 what you just talked about well um i mean i have to say brotherhood for me started at an early age um i grew up in fresno california um it's kind of a smaller uh town and uh my uh my brother I had a, a brother that was 12 years older than me, and I have a sister that's six years older than me. We're all six years apart. My sister still lives in Fresno, and my brother unfortunately passed away in 1988. My brother, um, I would say, was a superstar athlete. Uh, he lettered in just about every sport before his junior year. Um, he, he was a track athlete. He played baseball. He played basketball. And he was a star in football. His, uh, his freshman year, he had uh, UC Davis. He had different colleges looking at him um, already. Um, that passion, he was in the school paper. Like he was, to this day, is the biggest funeral I've ever been to. Um, it was huge. The whole community reached out and just got behind him. And um, I know that times have changed a lot since then, but seeing strength in community and um, being able to provide that and and help build that kind of strength is something that I've always thrived and wanted to um, my children to be able to see and grow up in. Um, so, you know, a uh, long, long time goes by, obviously, um, I move up here to Washington State, I get married. Um, and we have um, my son and my uh, my oldest son, um, starts playing football. My, my, um, ex-father-in-law, um, got him enrolled at the Puyallup Junior Vikings down in, um, in uh, Puyallup here. And, um, you know, I was a little, uh, a little leery at first, right? Cause mm -hmm. it's my little guy. He was, he's a, you know, he's a bigger boy, uh, uh, not unlike myself. He's really thinned out now, but, um, I learned very quickly that you can be one of two people when it comes to, being a parent um, with a child in youth sports, you can be the parent that sits on the sideline and complains and does nothing, 
<laughs> or you can be the parent that gets off their butt and gets on the field and helps out. Right. Um, so right away I was helping out. Um, I found out right away also that I am not the sideline dad. Uh, it's really hard for me to sit quiet and stay on the sideline and um, not try to encourage or motivate. Um, and then sometimes you see correction and and what you it, you really you learn a lot being in the sport on both sides of, of the sideline, whether you're a fan and you're a you're a coach. Right. Um, you learn that you set an example. Mm-hmm. Um, you learn that everybody looks at you when you're loud and um you can choose what comes out of your face. Right. And uh, these, uh, these kids really absorb a lot. And so jumping into coaching. So I, uh, I worked in the shipyards uh, when I moved up here. Um, grandpa worked in the shipyards, my uncles, my cousins. My, my, I worked side by side with my father. It was extremely rewarding. I did that for the better part of a decade. Um, and I was able to do a great job to where I was, I could see the very first piece of steel constructed into a ship. And then I'm, you know, months later, I'm riding it out in the ocean. Like it was extremely gratifying <laughs> to where I left work. Like I earned my money today, yeah. you know? Well, I, um, I have a way better job now. I won't say where I work, but I have a great job now. <laughs> um, and I work a lot less. Um, and, and so where I have a lot less gratification to where I found myself searching, um, for more. I felt like God had put me on this planet to do more than just verify existence or just go through the motions and do what I'd been doing. And um, I had already started helping out on the football field. And um, I began um, teaching classes at work so I could work on public speaking. Um, I'd already taken child development classes in college. I love being around the kids. I love being around my son and watching him develop. Um, and I love the game of football. Um, so I, I started coaching and then just the rewards, as you well know, are just endless with Absolutely, being a yeah. coach and our communities are, are great. I mean, I know you jumped over to Sumner and um, <laughs> Sumner is a great community. Um, Sumner and Puyallup, I have nothing bad to say about your organization. They are, are an awesome club and um, we are happy to scrimmage and work with you guys every year. Um, so uh, I I love that and I love the rivalry that our boys have when right, we get them right. together. And I and I want to continue to build that, that tradition and that rivalry. And like my brother's funeral, the whole town, I want these kids to know that they have the support of their whole town behind them. And they can really literally do anything. Mm-hmm. And we're, you know, we're, we're not growing boys. We're growing men, right? We, right, we right. want these boys to become men and be respectful men of society. And, um, you know, I'm... I, I don't make all the best decisions, um, but I, uh, I'm a God fearing man and I go to church and I, um, I work on that every day on, on becoming, uh, that better man and becoming, uh, a better example for my children and for those children around me. Um, one thing that you had mentioned in your last podcast, I was listening to it uh, on the way over just so I could kind of have yeah, things yeah. prevalent in my mind um, before we talk. But um, you had said that, you know, how you're talking about how you're bummed out about COVID and how like football was like your one thing and how, what can I do to continue to, you know, put myself out there? And, and I, it just kind of resonated with me. And, and I, I'm bummed too. Like I want to go out and I want to coach and I want to do that stuff too. But it got me thinking, why can't we do that in our everyday lives? Why can't we treat everybody that we encounter 
um, as a brother, um, it, it, as you know, again, as a God fearing man, we're supposed to um, love everybody, including our enemies. And that's that's really often hard um, for people to do and for people to kind of put in, in into context, like, how am I supposed to love my enemy? Well, I can guarantee you, you don't encounter your enemy every day. Right. So every person you encounter is probably not your enemy. So why can't you be nice? Why can't you treat them as a brother or a sister and, and love them? And if they need help, help them. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So we've talked a lot now about coaching in itself and the brotherhood. And now um, faith is, is so much part of your of your life. And I know you and I went through a time um, where we went through a little tough spell as far as what not knowing where we were headed as far as coaches. Um, and and also, I know there's there's um, things in life that that might I don't know, I guess, like I said, in my first episode where the door might close. Where is it that you have found that this brotherhood is so real, even beyond the team that you're coaching and beyond that 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 field of football? Well, I think just being here with you right here is a testament of that, right? right, right. So this is how our brotherhood has taken itself off the field. But um, like you said, and, and so we build a staff, right? As a head coach, you build a staff that is going to produce the best possible experience for these athletes that you have. And when you do that, you have to factor in your camaraderie with these guys, how well you're going to be able to work with them, um, how well they're going to be able to convey the correct messages to these kids, how are we all going to work together safely, how are we going to keep our kids safe, all those things that you have to consider being a coach, right? Well, that bond really, um, you know, begins there, right? Well, I'm fortunate. I've been with the same organization for seven years now, right? So I've got some guys that I've been with for seven years that, um, and a core group of kids too. Like I have probably 15 core group of kids that have gone with me for the last seven years. Like I'm super, I'm super blessed to have, um, the opportunity that I have. And, um, and I, and I look at it as exactly that as, as, as a, as a God given opportunity that continues to reward me. But, um, you, so you build these, the brotherhood with these men, right. That you work alongside of, we're all volunteering our time. We're all there for the same, um, common goal. Right. right. And when you get any like-minded people on the path to the same goal, I mean, they're pretty hard to stop. Yeah. Right. So um, those brothers, it's, it goes beyond the football field because we're all human. You know, you and I have gone through stuff to where we have had to sit out and talk about personal life and mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, marital problems or uh, differences with other coaches or or uh, work problems or anything like that. Um, it, it, it goes so much further than the field because you want to see these people succeed in every facet of their life, just like they want to see you. So, you know, you got a brother that you're coaching with just lost his job. Well, you're going to help him try and find a job. Mm-hmm. Right. Or um, your, your buddy, uh, you know that you coach with he uh his his wife and him they're not doing so hot right now and he just needs somebody to 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 bend an ear you know and and so you you, you sit with them and you let them talk to you and and, that, and sometimes that's all anybody needs right you know that just being a brother just yeah. being there man and uh and so often that's just the most important thing is just being available um to somebody and um uh, 
you know, that's where those relationships carry over. And, and like I said before, we want our kids to see that, you know, if, if uh, you know, you got boys and I got boys, if you needed help moving, I came over and helped you move. My kids are going to see that, right. right? They're going to see that that's the right thing to do and hopefully emulate it and do it with their friends. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So growing men, brother. Right, right. Yeah. And it's really cool because um, that that is so true. You had actually just uh, posted recently. We had a we had a time where um, we were coaching the same organization and um, we, I had probably the most horrific, uh, injury, um, that I've dealt with. And you actually just posted about it yeah. and that's all you needed. That's all I, I needed from you was just you to be there. And it was super cool because then from that point it's, it's, man, I know he's got my back. Like I know, you know, and it even goes to, uh, right now where my son goes to school, like right next to you. And you're like, if he ever needs anything, come knock on my door. And so it's just really cool to, to hear that story and hear how, We've got two coaches within this community that believe so much in the brotherhood. Um, with that said, uh, is there an example uh, with your son that you were able to see your uh, your teaching or or your impact of that brotherhood come into play? Or maybe even not with your son, but with your team where you saw the brotherhood? Absolutely. So, um, you know, not... Not only am I blessed to be a coach, but I, I have been very blessed that God has given me amazing children. Mm -hmm. My uh, my oldest boy, man, he uh, they called him Carbon Copy Timmy for nice. the longest time. He looks just like me. All three of my children look just like me. Probably uh, a little I, better looking. Though. That, well, they're way better. Yeah. They're, so that's just my point, though, is is Derek is is he is hands down better than me at everything. Like he has a bigger heart. He has more compassion, more energy, more strength, more athleticism, more everything. Mm -hmm. And he knows how to use it. He is the he's the sweetest, most kind hearted kid that you'll ever see. And what really uh, I mean, it, you know how it is to, to coach your son, man. It's, there's a, to me, there's not a whole lot that could build the pride right. in your child oh, yeah. than there is to watch them grow as an athlete. I mean, like I said, kindergarten, first grade, my kid, he, he couldn't even get in a three point stance very well. You know, <laughs> he, he had a tough time doing the karaoke and the bear crawls and all those things. And yeah. now um, he's building his brothers with him. Yeah. And he's he's approaching it the way that I would hope for him to approach it. Whereas all those boys on his team, no matter their differences, no matter their walk in their life, no matter where they come from, are his brothers. And if they see him that way, they'll fight for him, too. And if these kids go out on the football field fighting for yeah. each other like brothers. Yeah. You tell them they're losers. Right. You exactly. tell them, even if the scoreboard says so. You yeah. tell them. That's awesome. That's so cool. Well, hey, um, we're we're. We're telling this story, and I'd love to have you back for a second part of this story. Um, but let's just end this podcast. I, like I said, we're going to end this podcast every every uh, episode with um, what motivates you. But we'll get to that. So I want let's have a little bit of fun. Let's go with three rapid fire questions. You ready for this? Fire away, big guy. Okay. First question: What's your perfect pizza? Oh, perfect pizza. Um, you know, I'm getting really into the flat crust. Mm -hmm. So I dig that flat crust with the toppings all the way to the edge. And I'm, I'm a Supreme dude, put everything on that pizza, bro. <laughs> Pineapples included. I know there's a ton of people who won't do the pineapple on the pizza. I say live a little. And, and if you're mad at some Hawaiian pizza, you're mad at the wrong things, you know, cause, uh, 
Hawaiian pizza is pretty good, but uh, you know, the, my perfect pizza is everything on it. I uh, in Fresno, there's a place called Me and Ed's, and I'm going next week, okay. uh, so I'm really excited to be going back to California. But um, Me and Ed's, and if you're from there and you know about Me and Ed's, don't don't give me crap for this, but um, <laughs> because they're like they're kind of like a bigger chain, they're not like this big fancy place or anything like that. But I sure do love me some Me and Ed's pizza, bro. So there's not a whole lot that they can do wrong as far as I'm concerned. But that's my perfect pizza. Okay, number two. Uh, perfect vacation. Perfect vacation. Um, for me, it's always Hawaii. I got a, another brother that's <laughs> not really a brother, but a brother, you know, yeah. uh, lives in Hawaii, man, has a beautiful place. And it is absolutely my favorite place. I hope to retire there when I'm older, a uh, little small little goat farm in the sunshine. And uh, yeah, all of that. Hawaii. Okay. Number three, favorite coach. And also, do you think we're going to have an NFL season this year? Um, I'm going to answer in reverse order on that question. Um, I am praying just like all of us <laughs> that we will have an NFL season uh, this year. And my favorite coach hands down has to be Pete Carroll. Um, not just because I'm a Seahawks fan, um, but because of his energy that he brings to the field. Um, I don't know if you guys watch very often, but every time the players come off the field, he's the first one out there high-fiving them, every single player. And I emulate that. I, 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 I love every single one of my player on and off the field. And um, I, I love his energy that he brings to the field. And I, I hope that I'm half the coach that he could be, you know, so. Oh, you got to give yourself more credit than that. Well, Tim, uh, thanks so much for being here. I'm excited. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in to this uh, episode. We are going to have Tim back for a second episode to dive in a little bit more to what motivates him and uh, why he is where he is as far as a coach and a person. Uh, thanks again, Tim, for being here. And for all of you, please tune in. Uh, keep checking in on our social media, whether it be Facebook or Instagram. And uh, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Much love, many blessings.